Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta, and with me right now, Dr. Monica Miller, Director of Citizens for Pro-Life Society and the author of many books, including Abandoned, the Untold Story of the Abortion Wars. Coming up on September 10th, we've got this year's National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Babies. Monica, good to have you back here. This has become a pretty regular uh, custom of ours anyways. Well, right. I think this is our, I think this is our eighth year doing the... Uh, the uh, memorials for aborted babies. Tell tell us uh, a little bit why this is such an important event. Well, the unborn are the outcasts and the abandoned among us, um, and in some ways they they remain forever anonymous to us. Um, and that is, in fact, the way that the abortion industry configures the, the very uh, practice of abortion itself, uh, to almost pretend, if you will, that the unborn don't exist. They aren't there. There's no one um, that we need be concerned about. Mm-hmm. And so the National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Babies that takes place every year in the second, usually the second uh, Saturday of September, is our way to reverse that lie. <laughs> um, there are uh, approximately 50 graves, literal graves, of aborted babies all over the United States. I have a little story about the proliferation of, of those graves, but... Um, and then there are hundreds of memorial markers. Um, often they are in cemeteries, they're in church churchyards, they are outside of churches. Some schools have them, for example. Um, and so there are many, many memorial markers. And so our group, Citizens for Pro-Life Society, Priests for Life, and the Pro-Life Action League some years ago, Teamed, teamed up to found yeah. the National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Babies. And so I do feel that, well, first of all, I mean, if we, you know, if the pro-life community doesn't pay attention and mark right. the killing of approximately 62 million yeah. unborn human beings, who's going to do it? Right. Right. So it we have uh, they will be comp- uh, forever dismissed, and if they are dismissed, that adds to the injustice of abortion that they suffered. So we won't allow that to happen. So we're asking people to gather at these grave sites and at the memorial markers. Uh, most of the memorials, uh, the services are going to take place September tenth. And it's so easy to find out where. Okay, we have 126 uh, memorial services to choose from. I mean, all the way from California to Massachusetts mm-hmm. and from Michigan down to Texas. Okay, so it's all over the whole country. Um, we believe that every grave, at least I'm hoping so, uh, definitely will have a memorial uh, service. So all you have to do, there are two ways to get to the website, but I'll give you the shorter route. It's abortion memorials, that's a plural, abortionmemorials.com. You go right to the website and you click on locations. And then you scroll down to your state, super easy to do. And then you'll find uh, 
notices on where uh, uh, these memorial services, Al, are, are, are taking place. Yeah, this, At what time? If there are special guests, there's sometimes are, there's a link to a map so right. you can find you know where you're going to be going. Um, yeah, so it's all very well organized. Hep, uh, I've I've thought for a long time that this is something that local parishes should be able to get behind, mm. and I'm wondering if that's happened. Not on a national scale, no. Yeah, okay. um, and may, maybe it is time <laughs> for us. Um, Eric Scheidler, myself, and and, and Father Pavone yeah. to uh, approach the USCCB, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and ask them if they would actually take this on as a formal yeah. uh, promotion. Yeah, uh, to, to me, it just makes so it makes so much sense. I mean, you can't. It again, it's always if you think abortion is a form of murder, then act like it. And one way mm. we would act like it is by visiting the graves. And this year is very special. This will be the first National Day of Remembrance for aborted babies after Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So every single one of the 62 million, approximately, unborn children who have suffered the injustice of abortion are all, what shall I call them, Roe v. Wade babies, okay, babies, unborn children that were... Um, murdered under the law of Roe v. Wade. And I think that makes this year um, different uh, and in some ways special. Unfortunately, there are already accumulated, right, victims, post-Roe victims from those states where abortion is still legal or maybe only somewhat restricted. So that's the future. Um, But the Every single one of the babies that that we're going to be honoring are well. That maybe I should say it's not just the Roe babies because we do have to honor the babies that have been killed since June twenty fourth of twenty twenty two. So it's all of them, and those are probably into the tens of thousands uh, by now. Some some people who maybe haven't heard us discuss this before might be wondering, well, where 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 do you find? Where did they come from? Yeah, <laughs> you've got graves, so right. usually graves are filled with with bodies, right? Yes. So where did the bodies come from? Well, I was uh, one of the few human beings, literally in the world, that has actually retrieved thousands of unborn children from um, trash receptacles and so on. Uh, and I do talk about it, if I can put in a shameless plug yeah. for my book. No, I love the book. I, I, <laughs> um, this is one of the major episodes that I that I narrate in, in my book, Abandoned, the Untold Story of the Abortion Wars. It was published in 2012, uh, and I'm very grateful to St. Benedict Press uh, for having the, the courage to publish my book. Um, so... 1987 was the first time that I found out that an abortion clinic in downtown Chicago, Illinois, the Michigan Avenue Medical Center, was indeed putting the remains. I know this sounds hard to hard to listen to, but it's just the reality. Putting the remains of the aborted babies literally in the trash dumpster in the alley behind the abortion center. Was that was that illegal at the time? 
Uh, actually, I think it was. Yeah. It, it, yes, because you couldn't put, quote unquote, biohazard waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we actually did inform the uh, the um, Department of Health. I'm not sure. I don't really remember if there were any consequences. And right. frankly, I don't think there really were. And there may have been some technicality about that. I'm not sure. But in any case, uh, from February of 87 through April 25th, I remember the very day, the last day that myself and Edmund, um, we were not married yet. Edmund Miller, my husband, uh, retrieved the, the last box of aborted babies on April 25th. We, at, at the end of it, we had accumulated approximately 600 bodies, ranging all the way from six weeks gestation all the way through six months, possibly a seven-month seven huge uh, uh, unborn child um, which I talk about in my book. But, you know, the funny thing about it is there's nothing in the mission statement of Citizens for a Pro-Life Society that we're going to do this kind of work. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. And I thought, okay, 1987 is over. I'm going to go on to more conventional pro-life work. Um, then 1988, we found out that a pathology lab in Northbrook, Illinois, was was basically a receiving dumping ground for about 12 different abortion clinics from all over the country. Wow. And so we made our our midnight treks, if you will, to what I call the edge of the world. It was a loading dock, but metaphysically and and spiritually, where where was I really? I I went to the edge of the world. And why do I call it the edge? The edge of the world is the place furthest away from human communion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where the unwanted go. Right. And when we went to that loading dock, you know, even p- even picking up these boxes, I mean, literally boxes of dead people, yeah. um, I was very conscious that this was their first and final embrace. That's what we were bringing them back into the sphere of the human family. The corporal work of mercy. Yeah, the yeah. last corporal work of mercy, ironically, would be the first work of mercy that these babies would ever yeah. know. We learned a lot. Every uh, The world packs, these are medical baggies. Um, the aborted babies were inside these medical baggies. The mother's names were on the bags. Oh. The date of the abortion, the gestational age of wow. the aborted babies, and it's often the, the name of the abortionist. We knew exactly where the babies were coming from because they were literally in the boxes sent to VitalMed, that was the name of the lab, VitalMed, with the return mailing labels from the abortion clinics. Um, So we knew exactly where they were coming from. And so this was a 10-month retrieval project, and I'm going to tell you, Al, we did not get them all. At the end of it, we went from February all the way through the month of October, maybe into the early November of 1988, and we had 5,000 uh, bodies of aborted babies. Have laws changed so that that is more difficult to do today? Not necessarily. I, honestly, I, I, I will bet that if a, if, if a pro-lifer wanted to do some searching around, they probably would still come would still up be with able to it, do that. depending on the, the abortion clinic. That's got to have a – I mean, that's a lot of – Blood and guts to have to comb through, <laughs> sift through. Right, it's my, gotta my, have an my, impact my, on you. Yes, my my mind is permanently pr- yeah. imprinted. Yeah, yeah. And I spent Edmund and I spent 
hundreds of hours photographing because yeah. we were not we had to document yeah. the humanity and the injustice and so if people go to images of abortion.com images of abortion.com we have galleries of these aborted babies uh, and people can use them for their pro-life work many people do um so we have the dedicated website both video and um and uh, and photos and let me also oh we got we got a yeah, break gotta, here okay gotta, we gotta actually move on okay um, well abortionmemorials.com September 10th the National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Babies thank you very much it's 35 years you've been doing that yeah thanks Monica we're gonna have uh, the information course available at our site too so again coming up this is the first uh, National Day of Remembrance since the Dobbs decision. It's a time to turn out.